I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to KSL Plus, KSL TV's digital-only news show and podcast where we dive deep into some of the biggest stories of the day. I'm Matt Rascone, and today we're talking about housing. Well, if you know anyone trying to buy a house right now, you know that they're probably having a rough time at it. It's a little crazy out here. Um, we've... We've never had a market exactly like this before, and it's, we've, we've had a hot market for about five years, but it's like pouring gasoline onto a fire at this point, and um, it's a difficult market. I've always said that when you really need a good real estate agent is when the market's really, really good or when it's really, really bad. And back when it was really, really bad, we did about 120 short sales. People really needed us. At this point, they really need us again. Utah real estate prices have shot up and everyone's pointing fingers. Californians moving to Utah, the cost of lumber, the pandemic, they're all pretty common scapegoats for frustrated buyers. The fact is, no matter the cause, the number of homes for sale right now is significantly lower than normal. Over the past really six years, we have seen the largest increase in housing prices in our state's history, right? This is a, a growth that's unsustainable. Right now in the state, there are less than 2,000 homes for sale. Now, I, I don't know how to put that into perspective except to say that normally this time of year, we would have 20 to 30,000 homes for sale, and we have less than 2,000. So that tells you what's happening. But what's next? So my colleague Lad Egan has been reporting extensively on the housing market as part of the Unaffordable Utah series. He joins us now. Thanks for being with us, Lad. Hey, Matt. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. All right. Well, I want to start off with sort of a broad question. What's happening with the housing market in Utah right now? Why are prices so high? Yeah, Utah, we've got a, a, an interesting situation here. Uh, when I talk with the experts, a lot of times they go back to uh, the Great Recession and talk about that we lost a lot of home builders at that time and we got a housing shortage and we still have the housing shortage. So we've never caught up completely. And as we know, Utah is also the fastest growing state in the nation. Uh, we've got people moving here. We have a high birth rate anyway. And so we have demand for housing. And they're saying that is what is driving what's going on right now is there are not enough homes and there are buyers entering the market. Another reason people are entering the market, uh, the low interest rates. And so uh, an expert up at the University of Utah called it a buyer's panic, that people just want to get into the market 
And there, there was a, a barely like a blip of slowdown during the pandemic. And then it just roared right back. Uh, many assumed housing was going to be deeply affected by the pandemic, but that did not happen here in Utah. And so the upward pressure on prices comes as there is just such an intense demand. And that's why you've got the bidding wars. And uh, when anyone goes out to look for a home, there's low inventory. Uh, homes are selling very quickly. In fact, in April, the Utah Board of Realtors said there was a record number of homes sold. But at any given time, if you start looking for a home, uh, there's not a lot of options out there. And so you, we've heard the stories of, of you know, 50, 60, 100 bids on a single home uh, because there are uh, so few options for so many buyers. Yeah. Yeah. Three homes in, in, in my neighborhood actually just just sold. It just took a matter of days. I mean, yeah. well above, you know, what they were listed for and everything. So, well, it sounds like it's it's a little bit different, uh, not necessarily comparable to what we saw in 2008. Yeah. You know, many would say... Um, Oh, as they see the price increases, because what's interesting is it, it, there's no slowdown, even as prices continue to tick up. In fact, I've, I've got the latest uh, report right here. This is from the Board of Realtors. I've been looking it over and um, year over year, high, uh, the median home uh, sales price in Utah is up 27 percent. That's almost one hundred thousand dollars more than just a year ago. And so you you have prices going up, but yet that's not stopping the demand. And it is because the low interest rates allow people to afford more and and the, and the monthly payment still stays affordable. And uh, so nothing seems to be stopping the, the frenzy and uh, the intense competition out there. And so many say, oh, is this a similar situation? And the experts tell me, no, they say, that it is still very difficult to get approved for a loan and that unlike back in the Great Recession, the housing meltdown where you had fraudulent loans and loans that have never should have been given, they say the people that are buying homes right now can afford them. Uh, but in the in the same breath, uh, people are very concerned about long-term affordability, whether people who were born and raised here in Utah are going to be able to afford to stay here in Utah. Right. Yeah. So we hear kind of on the one hand that this is a bubble that's about to burst at some point. On the other hand, we hear that maybe this isn't that way and uh, we should actually be prepared for a, a sort of new normal. What What are you hearing about that? I think what you said there, a new normal, just as long as you have, uh, we've got low unemployment here in Utah, we have a very healthy economy. And so as long as the demand is there uh, for homes, that this this is the new normal. And uh, we've, we've been in uh, housing price increases for, for about a decade now. And, um, you know, some talk about what, what type of correction could there be? Well, definitely if interest rates go up, uh, there, that could slow down. That could make it so, uh, people can't afford as much home. And so that, that could stop, uh, the, um, the situation we have right now where just there's so much competition in the bidding wars. Uh, and, you know, in terms of how many houses are on the market, a balanced market is uh, what the Board of Realtors likes to see about a six month supply of homes currently out there for sale. That's a good back and forth between buyers and sellers. Matt, right now, we just have a one month supply of mm. homes on the market. So uh, I think in terms of it being an unhealthy market, 
market, everyone's saying this is unhealthy. It is our reality. So you've got to, if, if you need to buy a home right now, you have to deal with what the reality is. But many would like it to get back to a more healthy situation, a good back and forth, more homes on the market. You know, you talk about the homes in your neighborhood, how quickly they sell. Of course, if you're selling right now, it's great. But the question is, where, where do you go? And so you have a lack of the move up buyers entering the market, someone who maybe would sell their home and, and go get something else. But if, if, if you're selling high and buying high, it's not a very good situation. And many fear uh, being, you know, being trapped in a situation where they sell their home and then they can't secure that other home. Uh, and Matt, we should also talk about uh, new housing construction because uh, we have that, we have the, the, the skyrocketing lumber prices and so many, when they can't compete for existing homes, they turn to new construction. But new construction also has uh, its challenges right now in that prices are also going up and and the price of lumber is increasing the cost of those new homes. Yeah, you've heard of those stories where they have something signed and everything's set to go. Yeah. And then they hear back later that suddenly the price has gone up and, uh, you know, they're they're out of it. Yes, and 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 in in reporting on this, uh, the you have to pay attention to the contract in terms of what is the the builder allowed to do. When can they uh, end the contract? But also, who absorbs the increasing costs of construction materials? So you got to pay very close attention to that and see who's on the hook for the, the price increases because it's so volatile right now that uh, they they have seen the price of lumber just skyrocket. Uh, the National Association of Home Builders said it, it's adding on average $27,000 to the cost of a new home because of the increase in lumber. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe for some more practical advice here. Uh, so if someone wants to buy a home, especially first-time home buyers here, uh, should they wait? That, that I think that, that's the big question, and it's going to depend on what their situation is. But there's there's no harm in in getting out there and trying to see what what is available, uh, trying to make sure you've got your financing in order. Uh, that that's probably the the first place to start because as you're as you're putting in offers for homes. Uh, that that right now, if, if you're competing with other people, they want to make sure you're the hassle-free buyer. So get that financing in order. And then, as I talk with real estate agents, they say, "Yeah, it, it's going to be intense. It's going to. It's not going to be the maybe the first or second offer, but you can figure out a way to be competitive in this market." Uh, some say it's not always just uh, you know putting in an offer for more over asking price and that that's not always it. Sometimes it's the terms. Sometimes it's, are you willing to give the the seller some flexibility to, you know, complete the transaction, but they are allowed to stay in the home for a while, whether that's you're letting them stay in the home for free or you're charging a rent, but are you going to give some flexibility? And that's really where it's, it's, it's time to come up with a, with a strategy of, of what works for you. Uh, but yeah, many say, you know, uh, don't give up and and uh, and compete in the market. But just realize that there are a lot of people out there competing. Uh, one of the the people that I interviewed for the story out in South Jordan said, "You just don't realize that really the game has changed. Some of the the old ways of, of going about it really don't apply right now, and that you just have to be uh, co- creative and competitive with your offers." Right. Yeah. Creative. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking of, of, of uh, you know, because obviously the alternative, especially if you're a first time home buyer, is renting. But it's not like that's necessarily uh, that much better, you know, if to go and find a, a rental and if you're going to be paying, you know, something similar to what you 
what you pay with like a mortgage, you know? Well, and I was talking to an agent who said, uh, you know, a family he knew was, was saving money and uh, was being very diligent about saving money over a course of a number of years. But in that same time that they were saving the money, houses were steadily marching upward. And so it's, 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 if your if your goal is to build equity, uh, you know, when do you jump in, in order to build that equity? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, cause, cause with, with price increasing at the, at the rate they are, uh, people do want to secure the, the home and and be able to capture uh, that the price increases because then you do have the equity. Many have instant equity as soon as they're they're closing on their homes with how quickly prices are going up right now. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of things I think about you know being competitive. Is there anything else that people should know to kind of set themselves apart if they're diving into this market right now? Well, one agent told me that uh, you have to come to play from day one and that uh, you need access to cash. And so uh, what's going on right now is that as as you make an offer, many are making their earnest money non-refundable. And uh, and or they're layering in that a, that at a certain point it becomes non-refundable or more of it becomes non-refundable. And th- this is to say you you uh, you should pick my offer because I'll I'll put this money on the line and it will be non-refundable. And uh, and whether you have a tolerance for that or not really depends on 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 how you want to to approach this. But many say that it is a good idea to be able to to have access to some earnest money. And that's where, um, you know, there's the dilemma of if you do have an existing home, uh, do you sell it and then have access to that money to make your next transaction? But things are moving so quickly that some are saying, you know, I don't want to sell my existing home until I know for sure that I've secured my next home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. The, um, the family that uh, you talked to whose realtors stepped in with the cash. Uh, yeah. Wasn't, to, uh, wasn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So, so this was a situation where the, the agents um, are, are planning a venture and they've got some money in the bank. Here, there's the kitchen. And they, they had clients that were losing out and, and weren't able to, uh, to be first place and get their offers accepted. And so it's a, it was a frustrating situation. You really feel for these young families that are trying to get a house. And they said, well, we do have some money in the bank. And if a cash only offer is what is going to win the transaction, they were willing to, to of course, do, do it all legally. And they had to cancel some agreements in order to make it all uh, work out. But what happens is, is when they're able to say, we've got cash, we have it right now, and we can close in a couple of days, some people who are selling their homes, because maybe they're trying to secure their next home or they're building a home, uh, that's attractive to them. And in one situation, they said, our offer was uh, not the highest offer, but we were able to close more quickly. And so they selected our offer. And so that was interesting because uh, what many think right now is the highest offer is always winning. But in that case, it was actually being able to uh, finish the transaction in less than a week uh, that was more attractive to the seller. Hmm. So you really got to find out what they're after, the sellers. Yeah, I think I think that's the, the key point. And and and, uh, you know, that's where you've got to maybe ask some questions about, well, you know, what do they want? Uh, and maybe they won't tell you everything. But if you can get a sense for what uh, what that seller wants, do they want a hassle free transaction? Do they like we talked about, do they want uh, it to go very quickly? Do they want a lot of time in, in the neighborhood? Uh, you know, that's uh, I think asking questions and figuring out their situation is is uh 
is important. And also people are being creative about simply finding a home that they know maybe was coming on the market. Uh, one agent told me that, um, a family knew they wanted to build or wanted to buy a home in a certain neighborhood. And so the mom simply went to the park, asked around to the other moms, is anyone thinking of selling around here? And they, they find out. And that way they can be basically ahead of the pack and know what's coming uh, onto the market and be ready and maybe do some research and know what that house might be priced at and be able to put in an attractive offer. Yeah. I'm putting in the legwork. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing I just thought of, uh, um, as sort of a, uh, at least in my mind, it seems like it might be a risk is you have a home. You're like, Oh my gosh, it's worth this much more. I want to go to this neighborhood. You know, you want to get into the market over there. Do you run the risk of you're buying so high? I mean, down the road, if you don't, if you're not keeping that home, are you, you know, because you're getting into this market when it is so high, do you run the risk of maybe losing out on, on, on your home? Because down the road, it's not going to be worth as much. Yeah. So if the market softened at some point and, yeah. and, and you, um, were locked in, you know, have, have, uh, have your mortgage in place and then your home's value goes down. That, 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 I think that's always been a risk in the housing market. And, and as, as the, the expert up at the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute told me, James Wood, who's been studying the housing market since the 1970s, he said, It's the craziest period I've seen. Right now, in terms of the intensity, he says this is a very unhealthy market right now. And, and uh, the quote from him that we used in my story this week is, that, you know, he's not sure how the correction will come. But, you know, if there's something that's off, there, there can be a correction in the market. So I think people need to very much look. Look at, um, at, at, at their transaction, talk with experts, talk with financial planners, and just make sure they're making a, a good transaction. But also realize that, um, that Utah has a, has a healthy economy and that the, the, the price increases uh, are what many say are due to actual demand for housing and that, that that is pushing that up. If we can catch up and build more and cause some stability in the market, I think everyone would welcome that and have, have a more healthy balance there between the buyers and sellers. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you're working on right now for Unaffordable Utah in the future? Unaffordable Utah is so interesting to see, you know, with, with growth comes challenges. We love this state. And, and, uh, th but I think that is the concern that we're hearing, uh, from families is, is they want their children to be able to live here and, and they worry about long-term affordability. And I think, and right now, Matt, as we've, we've talked about, uh, unemployment benefits and Utah opting out of those federally enhanced unemployment benefits is, will we see, uh, employers compete for employees by raising wages. And if we'll see that upward pressure on wages and if that, if that will help, uh, long, you know, long term, uh, people make more money here in Utah. Okay. Vlad Egan, we appreciate your reporting on this topic. That's, uh, likely not going anywhere fast. <laughs> yep. We, I will continue to monitor the situation. Matt, thanks for having me along here on KSL Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, you can read all of our teams reporting around the housing market and around unaffordable Utah. That's at ksltv.com slash unaffordable Utah. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week.